0: Warning! For you, how dare you? Why can't
1: I, I say that? that? Yes, we've never had a real life diva. They don't give up.
0: A- Warning. Says, who does he think he is? I have some dirt. Will you confirm or deny? Maybe
1: you
0: should a <laughs> Warning. <laughs> oh my God. Okay, let let's focus.
1: From reality TV to real life, it's all just so dramatic with Megan Pastetto. Guys, welcome to another episode of So Dramatic. It's me, your host, Megan Pastetto the last few weeks it's been some other lame bitch hosting forget her she's not important anymore erase her from your memories so my exorcism was done tick i have kicked my benzo addiction and had three independent eight hour sleeps and i'm feeling myself again i'm back to my sassy bougie nasty self and this bitch is here staying for good okay I'm getting a little carried away. I'm making up for the lack of energy over the past few weeks by overcompensating now. Focus, Megan, stay on track. So let's talk about what you're all here for. Incest Batchy. Actually, is it? Like, is anyone even still watching at this point? I personally missed the second half of Thursday night's episode because I fell asleep, but please persevere with me so I have some people to bitch about the show with and complain about how horrible it is and laugh at its sad existence because that's what it really is now. I honestly have secondhand embarrassment for anyone involved in the production of this hot mess. When people ask me what my most embarrassing moment in life was, I'm just gonna show them this season basically. We don't even have OSHA, Just a trippy hologram version of Andrew G 2.0. We are being ripped off, guys. The wool is being pulled over our eyes. We're being taken for a goddamn ride. All I can say is that I miss Jamie Doran. So Lockie's season had me addicted to sage and benzos. Ellie and Becky's season has me needing magic mushrooms or acid just to get me through it and make any sense of it all. If you have a dealer, if you know a guy, please hook me up, slide into my DMs at Megan Pistetto and send me his burner phone number ASAP. So I don't know if it's just because we're straight off the back of a spicy season of Bip and a drama-filled Bachelor, but this season of The Bachelorette is blander than a bowl of white rice. Let me read out Channel 10's description for Wednesday night's lacklustre episode which basically says it all it sums up my exact thoughts and feelings towards this season this is what they wrote to entice viewers to tune in (laughs) let me see if I can contain my laughter while I read it out bachelorette ellie takes a suitor on a daring single date that has them hanging over a vast mountainous chasm sister becky spends some quality time at the mansion with a charismatic bachelor sorry what (laughs) <laughs> mountainous chasm. What the fuck is a chasm? I had to pull out the dictionary to find out what the fuck that was. It says a yawning fissure. Fissure? Fuck, I can't even read English. How embarrassing. A yawning fissure or deep cleft in the earth's surface. Look, the keyword for me there is yawning because that's what I've been doing all season. So they described Becky as Sister Becky. She's not even worthy of the Bachelorette title anymore or deemed her own person. She's just Ellie's daggy older sister who was forced to tag along to babysit her on her quest for love. Like far out Channel 10. At least try and disguise your underlying motives here. Just try to fool us a little bit. You don't have to make it so obvious. Becky's love story feels like it's constantly playing second fiddle to Ellie's. Ellie gets romantic candles and a bougie outdoor setting while Becky gets shoved backstage and has to slump onto a goddamn storage box. It's a beautiful metaphor for the whole season really. It's like Channel 10 aren't even trying to pretend that they don't have a favorite child now and they've just given up like the rest of us. Even the wardrobe department is doing Becky dirty. Ellie's always dressed as a young fun sister and Becky gets the middle-aged Sheila wardrobe, proudly sponsored by Kathmandu and Akubra. So slack, poor Becky. If I was her, I'd be demanding a refund. So this week, my drug dependencies started with Fraser, who is more boring than a bucket of white wall paint. When Ellie said she had a sausage <laughs> on a piece of white toast, that was another beautiful metaphor. One for her and Fraser. Together, they are a hot piece of meat chucked on a slice of white bread. Look, I just hope that it was a budding snag. I'm just gonna say it. Look, I'm just gonna say it. I don't like Fraser, yes. <laughs> Maybe I am a little biased <laughs> and a little resentful because he did block me on Instagram, but I do just get fuckboy vibes disguised in a tradies high viz from him. Something is off with him and I will get to the bottom of it. So then we were served up. Fuckboys of Australia has got no talent. Being impressed by juggling has set the bar even lower for straight white guys. And look, the bar was already low. It was on the floor, basically. Then on Thursday, we had the same date that they have every year, the lame undercover date. They play this trick on us and the contestants every single year. I don't know how people keep falling for it. Stop insulting our intelligence, Channel 10. We are smart now. We're smart, woke people these days. Honestly, the show has stuck to the same predictable formula for the past 10 years now, or however long we've been suffering through this hot mess of a show for. They go for reality TV pyramid scheme, product placement, adventure date, more product placement, (laughs) undercover adventure date, and so forth. It's like they only have one meal in their recipe repertoire and they just change the main protein up each time. Coming up today, actually, before we do, I just wanna brag about something real quick for a minute before we begin. As first revealed right here on this fake news site last week, it has now been confirmed from the horse's mouth, i.e. Channel 10, that Bachelor in Paradise will not be returning in 2021. Actual confirmation for more of my silly little rumors, which it is devastating news for us. I hope that it wasn't gonna be true, but it is, because Paradise is the only reason we suffer through The bachelor and bachelorette like seriously what is the point now we may as well just pack up now call it a day and get on with our lives anyway we digress coming up today guys bachelorette bombshells galore ellie's real feelings for joe revealed a number of shocking cheating scandals exposed right here and our plan d bachelor for lockie's season is finally revealed and it's a contestant from this season of the bachelorette and the real reason why the show is so goddamn boring this season. And a double investigation into Ellie's shocking past that Channel 10 tried to hide I've got more receipts that they tried to sweep under the rug. Thank God you guys have me to keep Channel 10 accountable and the truth behind her country upbringing revealed. Plus all the details surrounding Pascal's exit, including exclusive info on his secret girlfriend who he dumped to go on the show. Tea is so hot today, guys. I can't wait to pour it all over you and give you third degree burns. Just kidding. But so much drama, so little time. Let's get into the show but you're like the last person we can tell things to you want to know something i have some dirt so juicy so on incest batchy the usual aim of the game is to spend as much time as you can with the bachelorettes however this season the boys were trying to do the exact opposite so last week i revealed that the boys weren't into ellie and becky at all they thought that becky was ellie's mum when they arrived on the red carpet And they didn't think either of them were worthy of the prestigious title of Bachelorette. The boys just weren't into them, so much so that they were actually trying to avoid spending any alone time with them. One contestant dishes, the boys were trying to stay on the show, but they weren't into the girls, so they were avoiding getting one-on-one dates, so they didn't have to kiss them. The guys were constantly complaining, saying, Why do we get stuck with these chicks? It was a common and open conversation in the house and the guys were joking saying that if they got the date card, they would nominate another guy as tribute to go on the date. Savage. Oh my God, oh my God. However, one contestant who was trying to get alone time with Ellie was Joe. As previously revealed on So Dramatic, Joe and Ellie actually dated before the show and Ellie even requested him to be a contestant. However, as the show went on, Joe's feelings for Ellie developed faster and further than her own feelings did for him. One contestant says, Generally speaking, the guys just weren't that into the girls except Joe, who was completely in love with Ellie. The boys thought it was a joke at the start how much he really liked her. He even told them before the red carpet how much he was hoping it was Ellie standing there, But the more he went on about it during the season, the boys realized he was being serious. He opened up to the other boys in the house that he was fully in love with her and she was the one who got away, but he wasn't sure if her feelings were reciprocated. He's definitely going to get his heart broken because he's in love with her and I don't think Ellie feels the same. Ouch. Oh my God. Oh my God. I feel like I'm repeating myself here, but... As revealed on So Dramatic previously, Lockie was our Plan C Bachelor. So someone messaged me at the time saying that Channel 10 should have just gone with their Plan D Bachelor. Now I've done some investigating and I can reveal who our Plan D Bachelor was. Drum roll please, it was Pascal from this season of The Bachelorette. Pascal told me that he was in the final stages of casting for The Bachelor and it was down to just him and Lockie but he was beaten at the final interview by Lockie. The producers then decided to go with Lockie because he was already well-known and already on contract with them. Pascal says, after I didn't get the role, producers called me and said, so we have all your stuff from The Bachelor. Do you want to just apply for The Bachelorette? And so I was fast-tracked to the final stages. I'm also friends with Tim Robard, so when I was approached for The Bachelor, I called Tim and he gave me some advice on what to expect. Now... Considering everything that went down last night, which I will get to later, that would have made for a very interesting season of The Bachelor. What a shame. Oh my God. Oh my God. This week we had the wakeboarding date where James proudly revealed he was the 2010 wakeboarding champion of Australia or something like that. This made me laugh so much because it was literally a decade ago and he's still holding on to that clout 10 years later. Love that for him. Like... (laughs) I may as well just put in my Tinder bio that I won the school debate in 2008. I want to meet Raffle in 2006. I was also born in 1991. Adds to Tinder bio. Adds to resume. Adds to LinkedIn page. Adds to obituary. Now, someone who knows James very well has come forward and said, "I cannot believe they let him put that as his profession on the show." James was an unreal wakeboarder and deserved that title at the time, but it definitely isn't a profession that you can make an income from. And it's been over 10 years since people really knew his name like that. He claims to be a sponsored athlete, Verticomas, but nearly all of his sponsorships work like this. He gets around $1,000 a year, unlimited free merch, so wakeboards, workout supplements, etc. plus two to 5% commission on usage of his affiliate codes. It's definitely not enough to live off or claim it as a profession. He likes to pretend he is still riding that wave, literally. Oh my God, oh my God. Now onto what we didn't see this week. Well, more like, what did we see? I am told by multiple contestants that nothing is being shown this season and production is culling through the footage so fast in that crack den editing room of theirs. One contestant says, I don't know what is going on, but they are racing through this season. We're only two weeks in and there's already a top five for each girl. I expected some of the content for the episodes to be played across two or three episodes. So much isn't being shown. For example, on Wednesday night, we had Fraser's one-on-one date, Adrian's one-on-one date, the talent show group date, Sam's extra time with Becky, Joe's extra time with Becky, the cocktail party, the rose ceremony, and four evictions. That's like three episodes worth of content crammed into just one episode. How are they meant to do justice to any of those situations? I would have expected that episode to be two episodes and then Thursday night's episode to also be two episodes. Nothing is being shown. None of the Damien drama where he was accused of taking up all the girls' time was shown. None of Damien's rivalry with James was shown. There was also a huge drama with Sam taking Becky for the first chat at the cocktail party on Wednesday night. That wasn't shown either. It's just bizarre. Look, guys, what can I say? We are being deprived yet again, it seems. Oh my God, oh my God. Apparently there was a good reason why so much footage was left on the cutting room floor. And it's because the show cops so much shit about The Bachelor being all about drama that they decided to go in the complete opposite direction this time. One contestant explains they are taking out all the drama. They aren't showing any of it. There was stuff that happened that I'm so shocked they did not play. I thought we were a happy medium in terms of drama without them getting rid of it completely. We weren't as bad as the girls, even if they showed our drama in its full glory, but they have literally gotten rid of all of it. It's so surprising. Now what's even weirder is that producers were constantly forcing drama out of the guys during this season. One contestant says, producers kept telling us we were so boring and they were constantly trying to stir drama from us. But then we gave them the drama and they've cut it all out anyway. They didn't even use it. Then the contestants said that they think Ellie and Becky were actually to blame for the show being so wholesome. They said producers eliminated the drama because Becky and Ellie wanted to make the show wholesome. They didn't want any aggression or drama on their season. It was actually written into their contract that they wanted it to be a more wholesome show. Like what the hell? What are we here for guys, drama? (laughs) If you're going to go to the effort to get a production crew together to film for like eight weeks during peak pandemic, to pay Ellie and Becky, to pay the crew, to pay the cast, to cast people in general, to do all the things to get this footage, et cetera, et cetera. Why the hell wouldn't you use it? Just does not make any sense. Apart from figuring out what movie The Dish is in, it's literally the biggest mystery of 2020 in my eyes. Oh my God, oh my God. Coming up this week, guys, there is going to be an awkward moment between Damien and Ellie, where Ellie gets brutally rejected. Side note, story of my life, TBH. I mean, that's if they even decide to show it. One contestant says, Damien finally gets one-on-one time with Ellie. Producers set them up for a kiss. They set the scene for it but he wasn't into her. So when it came time for the kiss, he turned away and said, "Nup, sorry, not feeling it. And he rejects Ellie. So savage, hold my funeral tomorrow, RIP me. Oh my God, oh my God. Speaking of Damien, just a little tidbit I might add here. Spoiler alert, PS, Block your ears for 30 seconds if you do not want to know who doesn't win The Bachelorette. I can confirm that Damien is not the last man standing because one of his mates messaged me during filming. They said Todd Elton has just picked him up from the airport and at that time, the finale hadn't been filmed yet. So we can definitely count him out as the winner. Not that it's any surprise who wins at this stage. Oh my God, oh my God. Next week, there is also a Halloween themed party and they play a little game of truth or dare. So a lot of secrets come out during that. This is where Pete reveals that he's been cheated on in a previous serious relationship before, and he was left totally heartbroken, poor Pete. Then he also drops a huge bombshell that before he was married to his ex-wife, Kate Freebin, when he was really young, he also cheated on a girlfriend. Then Becky also admits that she has cheated on a partner in the past too. Scandalous, I know and then a few of the other guys revealed as well that they had cheated on their partners and they were really upset after talking about it because they regretted throwing themselves under the bus on national tv one contestant says james and joe were so upset at themselves for admitting they had cheated in the past they said they wish they weren't honest about it because it wasn't who they are now so they felt shit that they had to bring it up on national tv james said the girlfriend he cheated on still doesn't know about it to this day so she will find out about it when it goes to air. Joe's family didn't know about his cheating incident and it's really not something he's proud of, so he's upset they will find out and think less of him. It was like an AA meeting. Everyone was being really open with each other and had been drinking, so they forgot the cameras were rolling. Well, thank God for us they forgot because we need some sort of content on this godforsaken show. Oh my God, oh my God. Another big drama that will go down next week if Channel 10 are feeling in their right minds is James being exposed as the bully slash villain of the season and a huge fight he has with geologist Adam. According to one contestant, James was a huge villain, but it's not being shown and he has been edited completely differently to how he was in real life. James was really aggressive, but none of it is shown. He rubbed a lot of the guys up the wrong way. He targeted Damien quite a bit and they're not showing any of it. Oh my God, oh my God. So this week, I'm told that James goes on another single date with Ellie. Then afterwards at the dinner table with the whole group, he got quite aggressive to the other guys, mainly to Adam. Poor Adam, he's actually my favorite. He seems quite sweet. He's very good to look at. Leave Adam alone. The contestant says, James got loud and mouthy and started targeting Adam for no reason. I think the producers were finally trying to show the girls what James was really like. The end of the day, he's just a big bully. He had been drinking all day because he'd been on a single date with Ellie and he let his guard down and he forgot where he was and he just snapped. After that incident, he got sent straight home. He did not get a rose.
0: Oh my God, oh my God. Do not fight amongst yourselves.
1: Please come to me. So we confirm or deny. At least you're honest with me. So exclusive. Okay, guys, look, I'm not making excuses, but I am making excuses. The reason I haven't mentioned this Pascal incident until now is because Pascal was supposed to be coming on the show today. Devastating news for us. He is no longer coming on the show. So there have been some behind-the-scenes dramas on this show as usual, and sadly he can't come on, so instead I will have to read out what he claims happened last night, which, side note, he actually told me before the episode went to air, so before he knew how it was going to be edited. Let me present this to you guys as a timeline because it's a whole lot of petty BS, basically stirred up for drama. which we stand here not going to complain so yeah buckle up click clack front and back let me get into it now so there was a lot of chat in the house about the girls not being up to the fuck boys standards pascal says the guys were really good quality funny entertaining good looking and they had good jobs most of the guys thought the girls sucked and were vocal about it they were complaining that they were stuck with them it was a common conversation in the house I wasn't the main one saying it. The ones who had been saying it the most had already left the house. So I became the scapegoat for the whole thing. Ellie had a one-on-one date with James. I then said to her, if you're interested in a guy like that, then you're not the girl I'm going to end up with. I then told producers that I was going to bounce because I wasn't interested in the chicks and didn't want to be there anymore. I had too much stuff going on with work on the outside that I was missing out on. And they'd written into my contract that I was supposed to get three hours per week to work and I only got 20 minutes. The producers said to me, you can't just walk off. We've already had two walkouts. So we need to make a little bit of drama around your exit. I said to them, do what you want. I don't care. I just wanna leave. I will give you what you want if you let me go. Look, FYI, that's 101 for what not to say to producers any contestants or future contestants who are listening to this podcast right now do not i repeat do not ever say to a producer do with me as you please no 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 just don't okay some wise words of advice so pascal claims that the whole thing was a complete setup from the producers and he was already walking off the show he says There was an incident in the house where the boys had been ordering stiggies on Jimmy Brings. (laughs) Love that for them, what a vibe. And smoking in the house because they were so bored. Producers got wind of it and said to me, we heard the dudes smoking in the house. The girls don't know about it. You should do the right thing and tell the girls. I said, I'm not going to lose mates and tell them. Producers said, but what is morally the right thing to do? you could paint yourself out to be the one who's having their backs and taking the moral high ground. They then gave me the full speed on what to do and say. But then producers stitched me up and went and told the other boys that I was about to throw them all under the bus. So then the smokers threw me under the bus first and got to Ellie and Becky before I had a chance to tell them about the smokers. They made me look like I was booted off the show. It was a total stitch up from the producers. Pascal also claims that the producers were in the girls' ears telling them what to say. He says they saw it as an opportunity to create drama and a scandal that was too good to pass up because they'd had no good content all season and they really, really needed something. So they amped it up. The producers had been complaining that the boys were the most boring they'd ever had on the show and said we all got along too well. So when the smoking thing came up, it was the biggest thing since sliced bread. They were like, yay, finally some drama. It's gonna go down, let's get him, let's go hard. And the boys wanted to throw me under the bus to save themselves. Look, my head's spinning after that. I need to get back on my Valiums just to process that info. So look, to summarize, it all came undone over a packet of Winnie Blues, some dirty locker room chat, and producers smoking too much crack. But wait, that's not all. The plot thickens, as always, on this show. I have more evidence. I've also been given some information on the saga from multiple contestants. And things are not as they seem. According to a number of contestants, Pascal did say those things about the girls in the house, and he was the main offender behind the comments. One contestant says... Yeah, he was going around saying that the girls are ugly and stuff like that. And the producers told Aggie and James to tell the girls, Pascal never thought that it would come back to bite him because the cameras hadn't captured what he said. So he felt like he was safe. Another contestant says, Pascal did say things he shouldn't have. He made quite a number of disrespectful comments, but I didn't like how it unfolded and came out in the public forum like that. He didn't deserve that. What he said wasn't bad enough to warrant that sort of treatment. A third and final contestant says, Pascal was openly roasting Ellie and Becky in front of everyone. He said, if she's going to hook up with James, then she isn't the girl for me. That then got back to Ellie and that's why they booted him. But wait guys, Just wait, there's more. The plot thickens again. There is another twist to the story. So there was another reason why Pascal wanted to leave the show. This is a huge bombshell. Drum roll, please. Pause for dramatic effect. So a number of people have come forward to me claiming that Pascal had a live-in girlfriend who he dumped to go on the show. One source who knows him on the outside says... He was dating this chick before the show and they were even living together in Bondi. He got on the show and then dumped her so that he could do it. He told her that he wanted to take a break so she moved out of his place and then just days later he was filming The Bachelorette. She was totally blindsided and heartbroken. He told her that they would get back together as soon as he came off the show. And that's why he really left the show, because he realized he'd made the wrong decision and he wanted to get back with her. A contestant adds in the mansion, there were rumors circulating about whether or not Pascal was single due to a few comments he made about his ex. It seems like things weren't over between them. He mentioned to the boys that they'd only been broken up for two weeks before filming and that she'd been living with him full time. So we were all a little bit sus about that. Now, I have asked Pascal about this And he did confirm that he was dating someone right up until filming, but he said it was nothing serious. He said, She moved into my Bondi mansion during COVID for two months. The relationship ended as I was invited on the show, but also coincided with her moving out, which was always the plan. We are still good friends and have the utmost respect for each other. I was single during the show. It was a storm in a teacup. Now... I've got some photos of Pascal with this secret girlfriend. So I will post those on my Instagram at Dramatic Podcast. So you guys can have a look for yourselves and let me know what you think. What a scandal. This is bad behavior. Everybody calm down. Is a case for the FBI? So scandalous. Detective Megapuss on the case again this week, guys. I have another double investigation for you. Yes, double investigation, two weeks in a row. I'm spoiling the shit out of you guys again. So last week, Rachel Arahill came on the show and confirmed some shocking rumors about Ellie Miles' past that Channel 10 had actually made Ellie Wipe her social media channels completely clean before going on The Bachelor because she had a lot of photos of herself going hunting and holding dead animals. Now, what kind of detective would I be if I didn't have any hard evidence? As the famous saying goes, pics or it didn't happen. Channel 10 tried to do a dirty delete, but thank God you guys have me to keep them honest, to keep them accountable. And thank God I always keep the receipts. Now, I present to you guys the photographic evidence for the haters who still doubted me and my claims and my fake news site. Now, obviously you can't see these pictures, but let me quickly describe to you what they show. Ellie's holding a dead baby rabbit in one hand, a very large gun in the other, and she's proudly grinning from ear to ear and holding up her prize. Then there's a collage of a close up shot of a dead rabbit covered in blood. Very gruesome stuff, Freddy Krueger vibes. I will put the photos on Instagram so you guys can see them for yourselves. Check them out at Dramatic Podcast. For the people sitting in the back of the jury stand, I rest my case. Now, another investigation, part two of Ellie's country life. I have been conducting a little investigation into whether Ellie and Becky are as country as they've been making out they are. And look, the short answer is no. So Ellie and Becky have been really emphasizing the fact that they are country girls. They've been upping the ante on their country origins. There was even a shot of a Bogan street sign. They're using country lingo like crikey, g'day, blokes, holy moly, holy dooly, bloody ripper. Look what the bloody cat dragged in. Absolute hoot, bugger, lordy loo, ferals. Fellas. Look, I'm just going to stop there because I could go on for days. I sound like a freak. So to summarize, Ellie and Becky are basically female versions of Alf Stewart with hair and makeup and a sparkly dress. However, one source from Parks tells me that Ellie is playing up her country character and narrative big time and the way she is acting on the show is nothing like the person she is in real life. They said, Ellie is exaggerating being a country girl. It is so cringe to watch. Even when she was on The Bachelor, we were watching thinking, who is this person? It's just not her at all. People in parks do not walk around saying crikey and things like that. They talk normally. Ellie definitely never used to speak like that or use those kinds of Aussie slang words. She is trying to be really bogan, really country and really rough. She's definitely putting it on. She is not like that at all. I feel like sometimes that makes it worse. If she was being herself, it would be much more interesting to watch. Okay, so further to that, they also said that Ellie and Becky didn't even live on a farm. They actually lived on the main street in town. The source says, Ellie was not a country girl, so to speak. She grew up on the main street in town and lived a very normal life where she went shopping every weekend and hung out in town, not on a farm. Ellie's parents split up and lived separately. So Ellie lived with her mom in town and her dad lived on their farm. She barely spent any time on the farm. Ellie would only go to the farm occasionally. In fact, she used to hate going there. So it's funny that Ellie claims to have this outdoor lifestyle because she didn't at all. When she got older, it was a novelty thing. If her boyfriend was going fishing or hunting, she would go, but it definitely wasn't her regular lifestyle. Meanwhile, Becky didn't hang around parks for very long. After she finished school, she moved to Canberra for university. And then after that, she moved to Newcastle. She hasn't spent a lot of time in parks in recent years at all. Holy moly guys, the plot thickens.
0: Warning. (coughs) Oh my God. Okay, let's focus.
1: That's all the tea I've got for you guys today. Grab a bucket, grab a mop. If you enjoyed this episode, which I know is all of you, please subscribe, rate and review five stars only of course and please keep sharing so dramatic around more than reality tv stars share themselves around the reality tv world and more than the boys share diaries in the mansion if you could please do god's work and post a screenshot on instagram wherever you're listening to the podcast it would be much appreciated and will allow me to continue bringing you guys the tea each week if you have any requests for people you want me to get on any specific questions you want answered. Or if you have any juicy gossip for me, funny memes, whatever, slide into my DMs at Megan Pistetto or at Dramatic Podcast. And if you haven't already, join the Facebook group, aka The Drama Army, ASAP. That is where the real tea is being spilt daily. That is So Dramatic Podcast on Facebook when you search in groups. And on Wednesday and Thursday nights, we're continuing, we're persevering with our parties in the Facebook group. Everyone is invited. Be there or be square. It is seriously the only saving grace of this godforsaken show. The next episode will be dropping on Friday. Let's see how long I can keep up this stable routine for, guys. I'm on a roll. Make sure you've subscribed so you can listen as soon as it drops so you can get the tea while it's hot. Thank you for listening to another episode of So Dramatic. Ciao for now. Kind regards. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Oh, my God. Oh, my God. So Dramatic with Megan Passetto.